0: Grow your cleaning business, make more money, have more time. This is the Profit Cleaners Podcast with your hosts, Brandon Condry and Brandon Shane.
1: What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Profit Cleaners Podcast. It's another new podcast, and another exciting day. I'm joined here with my co-host, Brandon Condry. That's me. And I am Brandon Shane, and we're here with another exciting episode. Today is actually a little bit different because we're going to be doing a really cool kind of behind the scenes, under the hood insider episode with our partner and mentor from Colorado. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's the guy that we started the business with many, many years ago, only three years ago. But, uh, you know, we've come a long way, and we're going to be doing more of these calls. But I think the really cool thing about this call is you guys get to see kind of a sneak peek behind the scenes. Yeah, this is know?
2: kind of what it's like to. Run a cleaning company very seriously, and then talk about it with someone else who's been doing it for almost 20 years. So this was a it was a Zoom call, it was a group call between um, the owners and the office staff of both companies, and we've got you some sort of choice audio clips from that, so you can kind of hear what we discussed back and forth. And mm-hmm. we covered a lot of topics. Um, you know, this is kind of we're recording this when the pandemic is kind of winding down. States are easing stay at home restrictions and restaurants are opening and stuff. So we covered a little bit of what we did during the pandemic, how that affected each of our revenues, how we both pivoted for marketing efforts yeah, absolutely. Marketing,
1: uh, what we're what we're doing, you know, procedures, new and old. Um, some we're talking about some tools and different things we're doing there. We're talking about team, uh, procedures, systems, and just techniques and things like that. So lots of really exciting stuff. It's all over the place, but it's really I think going to be a fun listen for you guys to just listen in on that and kind of hear what that might be like to to be in on another cleaning business, listening what's going on and how we're dealing with things. And um, yeah, so it's going to be an exciting episode. If you guys want to check it out? Yeah, let's um, do it. Let's. Jump jump in um, we kind of started the audio recording a little bit late but we kind of just jumped right in talking about uh, after we talked about revenues and we'll go from there Sure so, sounds good awesome so enjoy guys all right thanks
0: one of the benefits of what Blanca has done and what we with this implementation of periodically having Blanca go and spend time in each team it's not so much to change what they're doing but to mine from them some of these awesome techniques that they've come up with, to get through a process. And we grab that technique and talk about it and bring it to the rest of the teams and make that part of our systems. That mining is so valuable. I say it's more valuable than trying to get all the teams doing exactly the same thing, which we're pretty close. That sort of shaping is easily done by Blanca without getting them upset. But also she gives those teams like, this is sweet. This is a great process. Let's let's talk about this more. So yeah, when we are moving folks around to keep, uh, Louisa did a great job of, you know, giving everybody hours. That was, uh, we knew it'd be costly, you know, giving people new houses every single day that they haven't seen before and new partners. And that was an experiment, but we got through that part and we we're on to profitability. I think, uh, I think our future, I, I'm pretty optimistic about it in that we've positioned ourselves and have a good marketing campaign right now and, and people basically know who we are, but we're really letting them know who we are, what we do. Some people have heard of Stapleton Services. We're making sure that all of them, at least most people in Stapleton, really know who we are and what we do. So we've got a video out there. We've got our new website up and running, a couple of ad campaigns. Luisa's pretty consistent with Facebook and Instagram. We're laying off right now on any new marketing on Facebook and Instagram until this Hopefully, uh, Black Lives Matter settles down a little bit. That's a, we're not trying to jump on any of that right now and let that just kind of flow through and not add our message to that really important one. So, But it's I believe, I'm confident that by spring of next year, we'll be very close to 100%. I don't believe that we're going to, so let's call it one year from now, as far as customer count and profitability. I'm fairly confident in that but I don't believe it's gonna be a very fast flow. I think we're gonna to have to put all, all of our effort into it with marketing and consistency and follow-up and sticking to our systems. And one benefit of the current situation is I believe we're gonna keep our employees. I mean, our employees are not gonna leave. And that situation that we had before, you know, a little bit of transientness before, a little bit, I think that part goes away, and with that comes a little bit more profitability and a little bit more with that consistency and a little more customer satisfaction. I think we're we're positioned to take on competitors better than before, and that folks are focused on price, and a lot of them were going at house. I think that housekeeper world where some of these Stapleton uh, Stapleton residents have the money to spend, but they really like to save the money on the housekeeper and, you know, work the housekeeper and tell her what to do, leave lists. And in this new world with COVID, I think that some of those folks with our campaign and with the understanding of how this disease works uh, might be willing to spend a little bit more money and go with a quality Systemize clean like so, Staple Home Services.
2: Yeah, we've basically seen the exact same thing. So we've gotten a lot of calls from people that their housekeeper bailed. Like when things got weird, they just up and were like, "Well, I'm not doing this. So see you guys later." Our sort of chief competitor in the green cleaning side of things this is called Green Sweep. They voluntarily just shut their doors. They were like, "We don't want to do this. We're closing for three weeks." And they're back in operation now. But we picked up some customers from that when they stopped. But the thing I think that sold people on our end is that we put out a bunch of videos as things were getting weird and let people know like, hey, this is how we're gonna handle it internally. And so what we've settled on, what sells the new people coming in now is that they're wearing shoe covers, gloves. We had a bunch of fabric masks made. And then when they come in the house, we're checking Temperature, when they come in the building in the morning, we're checking temperature, blood oxygen levels, and we ask them if they've had a change in their sense of taste or smell. So the taste thing and the oxygen is ideally to pick up asymptomatic cases. So if you're not having a fever, but you still are infected, you have an oxygen level drop. So we use pulse oximeters for that. And that level of detail on just kind of policing everything has made a lot of people comfortable We've got new customers that are like in their 80s that don't want to clean, but realize they're at risk, but they're comfortable with the degree to which we're taking things. So that's been good. And then we have two Facebook ad campaigns running right now. One of them is focused on healthcare professionals. So we're doing a $75 off the first clean if you're a doctor or a nurse. And that one I think is our highest converting ad campaign at the moment. So that's been pretty good as well
1: yeah that's great i just wanted to say like yeah same with you corby like i think a lot of people are not i mean that we're still selling cleaning services but people are buying certainty more and they're buying more of that peace of mind that you know this is helping stop the spread or whatever just keep keep them safer you know and then yeah like you said too just the branding it's a really great time for branding to just get your company's name out and do whatever you can in the community to help anyone any business we started cleaning offices more and then um, like Brandon said just we put out that video on Facebook which has done really well I think it's gotten like 60,000 views or something now and but again just even if we didn't get any customers from it it's a great branding piece makes people laugh you know Mm -hmm.
2: keeps people
1: a little more peace of mind or whatever we can give them to bring some comfort during all this craziness. So, so that's really good. We're about to switch that offer. The $75 off has been working really well, but we just got to change it because we're starting to see the same people being targeted in our local market for that. So we got to switch it up and keep it fresh. But yeah, I think it's all picking back up, which is good for the most part. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We did a campaign kind of using our PPP flow To give away, we gave away 30 free cleans to any of our Stapleton residents on the front line. And that was a pretty good campaign. A lot of reposts of that and good press. And, you know, I was talking to Lindsay and Louisa about that as to hey, and they're saying that now four of the 21 that we've cleaned so far have turned to regular customers. So, yeah, Claudia can tell you the number. Kind of a costly. We did the same thing.
2: So we did free cleaning. So we do those cancer patient cleans. It, that was weird because they're immunosuppressed, and we didn't want to be responsible for killing someone on chemotherapy. So, right. what we did instead was we did three yeah. cleans for the staff of the hospital, and we got a bunch of those. And I, several of them did convert to yeah. paying customers as well. That's cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's been a good one. I think we might extend that a bit. The MCA, the Stapleton MCA, has given us an offer to give them an ad and to post on their facebook and to send an email blast as part of their normal newsletter so we're going to take advantage of that and the mca's been featuring stapleton residents in their facebook and giving a little bio of some of these frontline people so we're going to tap into that and maybe give away 20 more we're going to talk about that but kind of take advantage of that and ride their marketing capabilities and their floats they've got going already and that every single resident sees it so we're going to continue that for a little bit longer and then, yeah, look for the next sort of opportunity to get ourselves in front of uh, the folks and keep pushing the message that you need to go with us if you're going to go with anybody. It's the only way to go. That's our message hidden inside of all of our advertising.
2: Hidden inside, there's a subliminal, subliminal message in the background.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: I think more than ever right now, there's less pushback. And like you were mentioned pricing, but I don't know, Brandon, you could probably speak to this better, but I just kind of see that this is going to be like a wave that You know this all happened a lot of people stopped cleaning all together or did it themselves or just canceled for a while but then it seems like it's going to be a wave that just comes back not only the regular people but now all these other people that are more conscious and aware of just a cleaner environment and if we have a better like you're saying corby a a more systematized approach that's that makes people feel great about what we're doing they can put their trust in that then hopefully a lot of the people that will would have normally gone with you know a smaller cleaner or someone that it doesn't have those efficiencies will will look to come to us and someone like you guys you know anything well I think it's you know it should be like less pushback on price and less pushback than normal and people more like just adopting it because they're like we just need this more than ever you know
2: yeah yeah I haven't had any pushback on price. That used to be a thing where people would try to negotiate or like, I'm not going to clean the basement. How much is it if I don't clean the basement? People have stopped really objecting that much to it, which is kind of nice. And then we have had a wave of customers that kind of paused, that came back. This week in particular, I think, is going to be a turning point. So on Monday, they opened restaurants for dine-in service at 50% capacity with the tables spread far apart you have to leave your phone number when you come in in case someone got infected so they can tell everyone that you were exposed. So I think the general sort of consumer confidence is going up as a result of that. But like gyms opened, the state's working on getting all these summer programs in action. So I think a lot of the cancellations we had or the pauses were people that were at home with their young kids. And there was just where are we going to go when you guys are here? And so those are the ones that hit the pause button. But all businesses are back open if they want to be in the state right now at certain capacity requirements. So people are kind of going back to work. They're figuring out what to do with their kids. Summer programs are open, kind of. So I think the next couple of weeks are going to be pretty big in terms of customers coming back.
0: So, yeah.
3: Yeah, we've noticed some.
0: That's good. Lindsay, can you say what you said? Again, I didn't hear that. I think it was the birds at my house. And, uh...
3: and I think you guys are having a hard time hearing us, but we're noticing that same kind of upward tick in customers right now. Also, I'm having a lot of people coming back who are finding ways to be out of the house and who are maybe starting to go back to the office. So we're having an uptick. And then even with the frontline workers, we haven't cleaned all the 21 that were scheduled yet. And I have many quotes out. So I'm still anticipating some uh-huh. of those ones. So we're definitely seeing people start coming back and there's a lot of activity
4: and a lot of people are asking what we're doing and I'm sending them this video we have and I've gotten a lot of really positive feedback
1: from
2: them. That's great
4: same on our, on our end. I'm tracking the customers. I have a spreadsheet per month. So March, April, and May, and then unfortunately June, because we have had a few, even this month who continued postponing. So they're going to wait another month to come back. But then as they come back, I'm marking down the date that they return. And it's about two a week that I'm getting back right now, three last week two this week. So I think it's going up. And then schedule wise, I'm booked through next Thursday. So I feel like that's positive too. We haven't booked all our nurse cleanings. We've only done about 17 of them. so we have some in just sitting there waiting for me to send out a free clean. So that's a potential you know new bi-weekly customer because the nurses they're like on the same same wavelength as you guys. They're busy. they want to give me a key. they're not there. they don't care you know what we're doing. they just want us to come in and do it. So I really want those nurses to be recurring. And so we're hitting them up with it's like a three-step system when I contact them to let them know that they're going to get a free clean, it's a text message, and it explains how they're going to be made aware of everything else. Then once I reach out to tell them I have a free clean, uh, I have uh, this like paragraph I send out that tells them what to expect, a team of three that were where, all the PPE stuff is on there, as well as tell us how we're going to get in, you don't have to be there. I mean, it's just super cool. So we send that out and then prepping them for you're also going to get an estimate, the estimate will tell you what recurring service costs then I send the estimate the same time that I booked the appointment so I'm not having to follow up again later then Elmi, the person that we have in the Philippines that helps she sends a follow-up the next day checking in hey did you love your one time free clean this is how much you know just a reminder of the estimate that they got so I think all of that is gonna help us snag those nurses but like I said I'm running out of open spots for them we might, I don't know how long we're going to spread, you know, the love to them.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a good problem to have.
0: Yeah, that's a really good process there to utilize and quote, in the same flow to those nurses. That's a great idea. That way it's, you're not waiting for them to ask, hey, what does it cost? I think we mm-hmm. should get that team on our side to get them immediately. If you were interested, here's the situation. I like that.
4: I'll share it with you guys.
0: Thank you.
2: <laughs> cool. All right. So everyone's going back up.
0: Yeah, I was going to add up, not add on, but change the subject a little bit. Not the subject, but we were talking yesterday. I was thinking, you know, we were at about capacity for our nine teams of three and when things shut down a bit. So And now if the numbers uh, we're looking at correctly, we are look like an 18 company and a little bit less than that. So right now we're in a flow of doing these one-time cleans and some move-out cleans, but we're talking about how do we, in the short, let's say in the next 30 days to 60 days, how do we react to that? Assuming we'll grow a clip of five a month at best. Could be more, but I'm not expecting that. Operating in a nine-person team, as you know, when you're operating and cleaning less houses per day per team, it's less profitable. So we're starting the conversation as to do we knock it back to eight teams and plan on a ninth team growth in the future to our what we call District 7. So we have two teams in District 7, which is the north of I-70 zone. Or do we stick with what we've got and just try to fill the bill and work on marketing, just focus and stick with it. And maybe a little bit less profitability for the next six months, but stick with the three team, uh, the nine teams. That's kind of what we're discussing now. Would you guys have anything like that? So we're kind of um, on the opposite
2: track there. So we're expecting a big bump when things kind of get, The all clear, like when restaurants go back to full capacity and daycares and all that stuff is back, we're expecting a jump, a rise, and everything. So, the way that we structured the PPP loan that we got so, we used the PPP loan to pay 100% of payroll. So, we didn't use it on rent or anything like that. And then, you know, we were only down 80% of revenue. So, we still got 80% of our normal income. So, we put up a plan for what to do with those funds and so what we've done is we invested in some new equipment that is on insane backorder but hopefully it comes soon but it's a contactless electrostatic sprayer that is commonly used in gyms and so it's like a little gun they hold they have these tablets that get dissolved in it it's environmentally friendly and the electrostatic makes the they're like three micron drops that stick to everything and so you're able to offer a contactless sanitizing and the difference between what we're doing now and that is that this can do it works on fabric like curtains and carpet and couches you know we can't mop a couch and sanitize it but we can with this so we're waiting to get that piece of equipment in to kind of see if that is and then it'll just be an add-on service that we have for people like hey for 99 bucks we'll come and do this like Whole surface disinfecting thing and that will be you know appropriate for COVID stuff but also going forward in the future like hey did you have a loved one with the flu like we'll come spray down all this stuff so there's that And then the other part of the funds that we did, we upgraded the microfiber across the board. We just got that all shipped in yesterday. So it's the same samples that got sent to you from new fiber. and we're switching to these mops, these pocket mops that are really easy to change fast and they have these frames on the outside. So when they're up in corners and like baseboard, it's kind of scrubbing the vertical surface in the corners as well. So we did that. And then the other thing we did is we're buying a car. We're getting a car for Team 7, even though we don't have it. And we're going to get it painted and put the graphics on it. And it's just going to be there. It's going to be ready to go. So if the wave actually comes in like we are expecting, we should be able to fill Team 7 pretty quickly, I think. And I think this will end up being our best year in terms of revenue and customer count. The advertising stuff we're doing has been really well received. And then Brandon Shane lined us up with this marketing company that specializes in cleaning companies. And so they have designed our Google ad funnels and they're doing some SEO stuff on the webpage. We got a new webpage coming out. So we just kind of took the downtime to focus on improving the business, like across the board, trying to just adjust things everywhere that we could make it. We got some new computers and stuff to make people more efficient, and we got standing desks for the office downstairs. So Claudia's got a standing desk. We also hired um, Kristen, I don't think you guys have met Kristen yet, she's not in until the afternoon, but that's our Lindsay and Louisa pair is Claudia and Kristen. Yeah,
0: so things are looking up. That's great news. We also purchased just a couple of the sprayers. We're waiting probably on the same exact shipment as you. Right. Coming from China. Yeah, we bought a couple of the guns and a backpack for Stanley, but uh, I'm not quite sure how to. I believe that'll be a great, It adds a different type of business, which I've always been hesitant in doing, like carpet cleaning. It kind of requires a bit of expertise and somebody that's good with it. So you need kind of a a hired gun, if you will, that does it separately on a separate schedule. So I'm kind of, I'm working through that mentally as to what that looks like. And handing it to, handing those $1,500 guns to just any employee. You know, there are a lot of maintenance to keep them up and running there. The reports on them are you know mixed as to if yeah. you if you keep them clean and perfect they work great if not you're fucked yeah they're, um, user, so they're, and they're user down user and user now you're out again for like six months
2: yeah so what we've talked about i know that you guys had a field supervisor at one point and that if i recall correctly she voluntarily bailed out of the job because she didn't like how the other employees treated her as a supervisor like she didn't enjoy the authority position i think is that what happened
0: Yes. Luis, you want to check?
3: Yeah, that's exactly what happened. She just
1: wanted to step down.
0: We're all leaning in to hear you.
3: <laughs> you need to lean yeah. in that more. That's what happened. We, she just stepped down. We still now have a trainer. But right now, actually, I'm using her as a supervisor, going to all the teams for one week, working with each team one week. We see that everybody's doing the same process but we don't have an official supervisor. Even the trainer, she doesn't
2: want that. Right. The reason I brought that up is that's one of the things that we've contemplated doing. It would be our trainer if we did it, and she would have her own vehicle and drive around and check on people, but that would be the person that we trained on the sanitizing thing with the gun. We only have the one. It's kind of a trial to see if it's gonna work, right? And then we'll kind of see what happens if that's gonna work at all. So that's, it's a beta test
1: in the corby another thing you could do Lindsay and louisa we have a company in town that we just actually an old friend of mine he reached out to me but they have several of the electrostatic guns so if our one gun goes down he's already told us like you can borrow his you just have to coordinate it with their schedule and when they're not using it so that's another thing you could do is just work with other collaborate with other businesses that have them too because i think a lot of them if they don't already have them, a lot of the flood companies and those kind of companies have them soon. So.
0: Yeah. I mean, I love the idea. I mean, I, it makes sense to me. Even for a cleaning method to spray your cleaning chemicals to have it electrostatically wrap around everything you're spraying That is is uh, fantastic. Cool. Yeah. We bought three. So we have our backups, but not again, just going to work through like you guys are. I mean, I, regarding the uh, one of the best moves we made was not having the field supervisor. Let me explain why. We ended up relying on the field supervisor kind of as a crutch, as well we know she's out there checking on the teams and this and that. And it was costly and it's a little bit tougher to track the, what that brings. And once we ha- did not have that, we had to put our systems in place like you are operating right now
4: mm-hmm.
0: to work without a supervisor to have all that information flow only through Louisa and only through Claudia. Once you add that other layer to it, that person who you believe is handling it perfectly is going to leave you. And then that has that now that void is there and you've relied on this crutch of all these things and maybe allowing some teams to do a little bit, you know, to get away with a little bit more some, because she likes them more or other teams who don't like her. It ends up being kind of a personal thing because it's really difficult for humans to take direction from somebody they don't completely respect. They all respect Claudia. I believe that hundred percent when you put them in the field and you have, yep. Go ahead.
4: Well, we had, it's funny because you're basically talking about a situation we had this morning where the person that we want to send up to train with Louisa and is our field supervisor, trainer person um, is having issues with employees. So there, she's not, treating them respectfully. They're not respecting her. I'm out of the loop. I'm taking information from her, trusting that it's accurate. And it turns out not to be because they're all not getting along. So I kind of agree with you before having that spot where I was the one that heard everything and there wasn't that, you know, telephone game where the third person gets a different story than the second person. So as of today, when we chatted with her, we eliminated that part it's if there's a you know a problem with teams or a problem with an employee I they come to me directly instead of coming to her moving forward but it's interesting that you felt that too
0: and I want to hear more yeah I mean the person ends up being even if you take them out of that loop and they're still kind of in it then she's just a narc and they'll all assume that anything that goes on that you come back to them with you go back to a team and say, hey, listen, this situation. Well, how did you hear about that? Well, from the narc, of course. That's what they're going to assume. The narc meaning your trainer. And they're going to assume that no matter what you say to them. They'll assume that and hate her for the rest of your life. They will never take words from her again. And they'll just kind of do their own thing and push the limits of it. Hell, it's only a $15 an hour job. They're willing to risk it. And that's what happens. It just becomes a negative. And I don't know a human out there that can take that job and do it right unless you personally were to quit your job and go out in the field and only do that and you are in charge of all the employees. That's the only way that works. Taking an employee and moving them up to a supervisor just creates more. They're like a, uh, they throw a fuel on little fires then too. They end up being kind of God. And yeah, we're uh, seeing it's hard to resist. It's hard to resist that from human nature.
3: We have already a few, we have tried it more than once and every single time we has been identified. It's hard to be with one piece in the office team and one feet on the field team. Then the yeah. field team ending hating them essentially and then here they're trying sometimes to make things look good for the field that, that way they get them to like them and it's ending being they always leave the company it's always in bad terms it hasn't never been a good experience like okay. right now what we do with Blanca she is the trainer but she is nothing more than that like even right now she's in the training process with all the teams to make sure the cleaning process is good but if Blanca find out anything else she doesn't get involved in drama she doesn't have to report anything, to anything that all the teams know that that mm. way, with all of that, I'm handling that directly.
2: She, yeah, but doesn't Blanca come back and report stuff that she saw while she was you know, cleaning, like related to, I mean, related to the cleaning, like they're doing this wrong, you're going to correct them on site. Does she report that back to you or you just let it go?
3: No, she tell me things like if we're going to change this process. For example, if you find out Team 5 is doing this and she like it better, then we implement it to all the other teams, like, hey guys, we find out that this way is better. You can save time. And if you help this person doing something different on the master, for example, then we're going to change that for the whole company. But then she fixed the problems of somebody doing wrong without me finding out. It's definitely something really bad. But normally it's just little details that she's just making. Because everybody, at the end she tell me, everybody's cleaning almost the same. But there's little details that I'm changing from them. Right. I don't get who, why, and anything, because if not, then I get involved in that, and the teams will not trust her anymore.
2: Hmm. All right, we gotta tweak that. Speaking of which, we're still highly interested in having Janet, is her name, come up and kind of, you know, get a little bit of coaching from Luisa on what that role is supposed to be in terms of not, you know, getting involved in the drama, but then also to kind of hang with Blanca and see how it's done really that's i think our biggest weak spot at the moment is how we're utilizing janet in the trainer role and you know what we should be doing differently i think
0: i would have i think the role that louisa has put blanca into is, is excellent in when there is no way that people can be upset with her the way that it's been organized. And if you're hiring somebody, I would have them just go spend the next six months going from team to team to team after they understand the process, know it very, very well, and just mine. One of the benefits of what Blanca has done and with this implementation of periodically having Blanca go and spend time in each team, it's not so much to change what they're doing, but to mine from them. Some of these awesome techniques that they've come up with to get through the, a process. And we grab that technique and talk about it and bring it to the rest of the teams and make that part of our systems. That mining is so valuable. I say it's more valuable than trying to get all the teams doing exactly the same thing, which we're pretty close. That sort of shaping is easily done by Blanca without getting them upset. But also she gives those teams like, this is sweet. This is a great process. Let's Let's talk about this more and makes them feel without any, I don't know if we give them any benefit, uh, any financial benefit of that. We, we talked about it, but Luisa, do we bonus them at all for any of these things? I'm not sure.
3: We give them more the public recognition that every team know who created and why we love it and make them feel special because they were super good creating this new system
0: and make that all public. Right. Okay. Yeah, I'm assuming that, that happens from the WhatsApps there. Backing up a little bit, can you send me some information on the mop specifically that you discovered that hit those edges? Yeah. I'm always interested in, in uh, tools. You got um, one, didn't you,
2: Louisa, didn't they send you a mop? The one that has that bottle on it, and then that, the bottom kind of comes up like a pyramid and folds flat to put the fa- the pad on it?
3: Yeah, and, uh,
0: that's the one. me, it's the blue one. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah with the how do you utilize that spray bottle?
2: So, you just fill it with the diluted two orange for mopping and we, I thought that was gonna be a no-go. I was like, they're gonna hate this. And then we ran it with a couple teams and everybody loved it. So you just squeeze the, I think it's the controls at the top, it's like a little ball. You like lift it up. And all it does is just like <clears throat> squirt some out in front of you and you just kind of like run over it. So instead of them wringing out mop pads or anything like that, They do that one until it's saturated, you eject it, get the next one and just keep cruising. And so it does speed up the mopping process, not by a lot, like a little bit, but overall they're not, you know, they're not having to like bend down so much and wring things out on a mop bucket. It's just all done in kind of one swift movement. So yeah.
4: One of our complaint drivers is corners. So where customers think we're mopping in just the center because the corners aren't getting done well. So that's what we hope that mop will help with is getting the corners. Because if they are missing it, then it's because they're not bending down.
2: Corby, you're on mute, Corby.
0: Thank you, Might like the old man, you know, <laughs> you know like he- yeah, hey, you were, just, you were grandpa, the wedding you know?
2: to the profile, talking off
0: into the bushes, and you didn't even know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where do I look? I'll find it. Um, I'll send you a link. With the mopping, we use... Yeah, that'd be great. We did try that method for years. We used the... Um, It was a 3M mop that had inside the tube was the chemical. You actually filled the handle with the chemical and you spritzed it out that way. The mops are fairly expensive. And what we found with that usage with well at least with the mop pads we were using is that it didn't get the floors as clean because you're not rinsing out and changing over with are you getting the mops wet first and wringing them out and then putting on the bottom or are you only soaking them with the chemical the quart chemical you have how does that work just so not to getting too deep into process
2: but yeah we haven't put this into practice yet so we just got all this stuff received yesterday so we're going to have to tweak this process but okay got you any advice you have on the previous attempt would be great
0: Yeah, I mean, what we changed it to is the ladies – we found the ladies were going away from using – they were using the spray periodically, but they just kind of shit can it and just start soaking and wringing the mops again in the bucket and putting them back down because of getting the floors clean. It didn't get them – it's like a Swiffer style is what you're thinking about, where you're spritzing the chemical out and moving the unit. It doesn't, like, wash the floors. It kind of half cleans the floors without a – kind of a refreshing of it with enough liquid and and I'm always open to new process I would like to look at it again I thought that idea was great and I do like the half fold mop we used to use the Unger fold mops like that same thing and then you could dip the mop and wring it itself and pull it back out so i'm there, always looking for new methods and new ideas yeah, so our a system things we things have there. right now works really well but go ahead sorry
2: yeah so there's it's not like the swiffer kind where you're literally just getting a little like spritz out the front it's three like jets of liquid it's gravity fed so there's no motor or battery like on a swiffer like you pull it and it just like dumps this you know it's a large volume of liquid so there's that and then i sent you guys on whatsapp the product page for everything But on there, the other thing that this guy tried to pitch me on that we didn't do, but you know, maybe we can entertain that too, is they have these things. You don't get the mop that has the spray bottle on it. You get the normal handled mop. And they have these buckets, they call them charging buckets, but like you put in all the mop heads you're going to need for the day and you fill the bucket up with the clean chemical and they're already soaked and ready to go. And so like you bring that into the house, this whole bucket that's got a lid on it, it's watertight. And then they just take them out already loaded up with the chemicals as much as you want like you can saturate it as much as you want then you just mop super duper fast it's fully soaked and then you just change out heads as much as possible or as much as needed i guess so that was another variation they had on the same sort of process And so that's an option as well. We're gonna, we bought the mops. They, you know, they're not cheap, but we kind of field tested them a little bit and it was received well. So we'll run it for a while and see what happens. And then, you know, worst case scenario, we just fall back to the old Velcro kind and then we're good. All right. So you guys still good with the Denver trips? If people are gonna come up, I don't know how you feel about that right now or if you wanna wait for stuff to tone down or whatnot.
0: It would be better to wait at least a couple of weeks, but maybe the 1st of July and that we're still kind of working through a lot of things here. So adding another variable right now might be a little much. I don't know. That's up to Lindsay and Louisa. What do you think, Lindsay and Louisa? What's your, your thoughts? I think we wait a little bit.
2: There's no rush, like we don't don't feel like you guys gotta do it just because we asked. Whenever you guys are comfortable doing it, we're happy to do it. The nice thing now is that because we got Kristen in the office.
4: We I can, can go places.
2: Yeah, Claudia can come up with Janet at the same time if you wanted them to do that. If you wanna stagger it, I don't whatever you guys wanna do, we're trying to work around your schedule because this is you know, you helping us out.
3: Okay, let Louisa and I talk about that and figure it out. I know the beginning of July, Louisa is gone. And then, of course, I'm gone in the middle of June, so maybe after the winter gets back in July. But let us talk about it, and then we can follow up with
2: you. Perfect. Yeah, sounds great. Where are you,
0: where are you guys going? Mm-hmm. Excellent. Well, anything else that we should discuss before we uh, end this wonderful call?
2: Yeah, let's talk about the course, the next phase, and when we want to try and tackle that again with making that other product, the extension of everything.
0: Yeah, we're, we're talking about that a little bit. Yeah, so what do you guys think? First of all, how is that list that we put together?
2: So we've tackled a couple things, Brandon in particular. We're working on a list. Yeah, so Brandon can um, jump in here and kind of give you an update of where we're at right now.
1: Are you talking about the list from your visit in December?
0: Yeah, the list we put together. You guys took notes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, sorry, sorry. I thought we were talking about a different list. So we're still
2: in process. We were rolling away pretty good on that. And then, you know, the COVID thing happened and everything got Shift it around so we, we're pretty close to finishing, I think, though, right, Brandon? Uh, kind of so, like, we're in process. So, we got an ID printer, we've got quotes to rearrange the station and stuff in this warehouse in the back, and so we're going to move forward with that here coming up soon. We're getting some new shelves put in the other room where we're doing the vacuum repair and then moving the vacuum repair out there so we can kind of separate, so all the shelves in the back are on. The only the daily tools type of things we are going to order a mannequin, so that's fun. We're going to do that as well. So yeah, we still have that list. We're still working towards that list. We're actually at the point now, funding wise, where we can actually do it. So that's going to happen very quickly. But yeah, yeah, we just got like
1: huge shipment of microfibers. I think yesterday, right, Brandon.
2: Yeah, so we got all the tools, like that was part of it was microfiber and things to have enough for several days instead of where we were at now with ragged microfibers and things like that. So that's all going to get transitioned out over the weekend so that we, we're going to make the move-in kits like you guys used to do with all the old rags and bag them all up. So we use those for moving cleans and stuff with our old microfiber and then just chuck them. And yeah, so we'll switch all that stuff over, over the next two weekends. We're going to wash everything because, you know, I don't know where we're at with these microfiber in terms of
0: lint or dye. So we're just going to wash all the new stuff just to get it into the system. Cool. And how are the team's stations looking like their vacuums and their cars and mm-hmm. the getting rid of all those extra kind of tools and things? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah quality.
2: so quality can give you the, the more detailed update, but we do – patrol cars and inspect stuff like we found a team that had a metal wire brush the other day and they got reprimanded for that and the ironic thing is that we were not very good at cleaning the tools before because we had kind of let it slip because we were stuck in the office so much with the sales process and stuff and then when COVID happened one of the things that we made is like the pitch to the customers to keep us going is that hey, we're going to sanitize everything, all the equipment right before we come in. So like outside of your house, they're going to wipe down the vacuums and the caddies and the spray bottles, so that literally all the stuff we're bringing in has been sanitized right before we come in. And so that has led to the equipment being much cleaner. We did get all the blue vacuums like you guys have. So we got rid of all the red ones. I can't get the people that sell the blue version of the Mighty to return a call to get that distributor ship thing set up so I don't know if you guys are already set up so I don't know if you guys can drop ship to us and we'll just pay you for the vacuums maybe we could do it that way but we're still working with the old Eureka Mites but they're still here and inexpensive compared to the blue ones at least the retail side of things so so yeah the equipment side of things is much better and I don't I mean, I think we'll, this is basically what we should have been doing the whole time. We're billing it to the customers as we're sanitizing all the stuff. But realistically, they should be wiping down the equipment in between houses anyway. So
0: I don't think that part will go away. Good. I, I just know that part of the reason we didn't move forward exactly at that time is just to make sure that we're a little bit more in sync. And I know that Brandon was talking about, well, that should be part of the the course and what we're talking about is getting another company in sync and lockstep and learning from each other. And I'm okay with that, but I just want to see that we're making good progress. And I figured things had slowed down with the, the COVID, but yeah, with that new funding, you'd be able to get new microfibers in, but having a system again to then make sure that you never have to deal with that again. As soon as you get to a certain level, you just order more of them. It's not right. that you just stop that process. You know, you just, it just, You know the old saying from stable services is no systems ever stop ever they they can never fade away if you put them in place they can never fade away that's one of the backbones of the making sure you can eliminate variables and the more variables have it's just tougher to operate
1: all right guys so that is the call hope you guys enjoyed it um shared a lot of cool stuff in there and a lot of nice little tips and tricks and things we're working on. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's not our so. it's not our usual episode. You get a nice little stream of consciousness out of the whole the whole crew there. So, you know, with that that was it. That's what it's like when we are kind of uh, troubleshooting some stuff and just doing a little bit of review with each other.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, kind of as Corby left it, what is in plan for the future? Well, lots of cool stuff is in, in the future. We've got a lot of cool stuff planned. A lot of exciting stuff. In particular, we're doing our current live weekly masterclass we're still doing that that's right it's working really great we're gonna keep doing that as long as it works so hop on there learn some stuff we're talking about some cool secrets you can get in front of more customers convert those customers and a really cool trick that's going to 10x your cleaning business so one weird trick and you can learn more about that at
2: profitcleanerscom masterclass so yeah
1: check it out guys uh it's gonna be packed with all sorts of cool stuff. You're going to learn a lot. So check it out. If you have any questions, guys, reach out to us. Hello at profitcleaners.com. Check out the website for all the future episodes. And until next time, keep it clean. Keep it clean. Thanks a lot, guys. We'll see you. See you guys. Bye.
0: Thanks for joining us today.